It's not just about mastering technology. It's not just about brand or messaging. It's not just about making more money. It's about showing up in a big way so your people can find you. This is about bringing your most wild and authentic self into the hustle and grind. Welcome to Tactical Magic, a business strategies podcast for the warrior goddess entrepreneur. Hey everyone, welcome to Tactical Magic Podcast. I have a special guest today, Odysseus Andrianos, who I met at a sort of business event, networking kind of experience, sort of, um, and just realized how cool this guy is and how much wisdom he has to share. And so, you know, a few years later, I realized, you know, why haven't I had Odysseus on my podcast yet? He would be a great person to bring along and drop some wisdom about what's actually going on on this planet, how consciousness is so vital and important to our personal growth and evolution. And Odie is totally a advocate for changing your life from the inside out. Um, and I'll read his bio in a second, but he is like one of the most brilliant people I know. Um, definitely thinking about grander ideas than most people you will ever come across. And I really just so appreciate that about you, Odie that you not only show people how to, you know, he runs a gym and helps people tackle their fitness goals, but also is super passionate about what's possible when we overcome our mental blocks and limitations and actually like tap into what's true and what we're capable of and reach for more from that place. So Odysseus Andrianos, who goes by Odie, is an entrepreneur who specializes in wellness coaching. He runs two gyms manages a film studio part-time and has recently launched an online coaching program called the Pegasus Principles. He specializes in coaching alpha females to maintain a work-life balance through mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual coaching. Welcome, Odie. Hey, hey, thank you so much. That was an amazing introduction. I appreciate your, your kind words. Um, I'm, I've been really blessed in my life to have a lot of uh, excellent mentors and coaches who have helped me. And uh, like, just to give you guys a little more of a touch on my background, um, what's unique about me as a coach is that I actually grew up uh, behind the scenes of Hollywood. My father was a very successful filmmaker in Hollywood. He was actually in the film industry for like 35, almost 40 years. He was, when I was a little kid, he was George Lucas's sound mixer. And uh, what that did for me was that like, I was around elite entrepreneurs and business professionals from a very young age. And I think that part of that was, um, it just kind of got my mind, like mindset, which is the first thing in any coaching program is mindset. And being around those types of people, I just kind of always felt like being successful was easy as long as you really, like you saw the vision and like being around film sets, you see like, it's like chaos, but somehow they bring it together and make this amazing production and whatnot. Um, but one thing I also like to say about growing up on film sets is that uh, I would get actually really bored because it'd be like, they'd shoot the same scene over and over it'd be like oh my i'm like i'm like a little like five or five year old i'm like it's like take 10 and like, i don't want to see the same scene again so uh what i would do is i would go and talk to the trainers and coaches of the actors and actresses and that was very uh, profound for me at a young age because i was exposed like you, you imagine have some of the best coaches in the world like i remember growing up like just um like like i said just getting bored and asking them questions like how did you get this person to perform like how to get them to lose weight or gain weight. Some, sometimes you want to gain weight from one film to the next. And so uh, the main thing that I took away from that, as I mentioned before, it always came down to mindset because if you're going to get somebody to get to their goals, you have to get their mindset like, like laser focus. I mean, you ask some of the best uh, business professionals in the world and they'll tell you focus is everything. So um, currently, as you mentioned, I'm running two gyms. Uh, I actually uh, just launched this online 
business called the Pegasus Principles. And it's all about operating from your higher self. Like I've done 14,000 hours of coaching. And in the last few years, I realized there was something missing in the fitness industry. Like you could seriously have the nicest butt and still have a lot of crap in your head and you're faking it. You know, it's all, it's all just kind of like that materialistic, like you work on your body a lot, but you're not doing the internal work. You're not doing the mental work. You're not doing emotional work. And then I'll also talk about spiritual work too. And, and the physical is there as well, but there needs to be a balance. And I really feel like as many of you, uh, they realize there's a lot of stuff that's out of balance in the world. And I don't mean that in a bad or a good way. It really comes down to it's an opportunity. To and I think that opportunity always starts with ourselves. And a lot of people, um, I think that they, they numb themselves from who they truly are. And so the essence of my program is to get people to operate from them higher selves. Because like I said, I just saw a discrepancy. Like I could give people the best fitness program. Like I said, I run two gyms uh, and I'm, I've, I've created my dream. My dream is to open gyms. I'm doing, I'm doing two of them. And, but like I said, the big shift was when I realized I could have two people doing the same program. One person's taking off getting the great results and one person's not. And that's when I started studying the psychology. I started studying uh, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming and shadow work, because I realized if there's stuff going on below the surface, it doesn't matter if I'm the world's greatest fitness coach, <clears throat> you will not see the results that you want. Because right. once you make that shift subconsciously, you'll start to attract the res desired results. Has there been times in your own life where you didn't feel in balance with all those things? Like, I know that's something you focus on really heavily right now because you're totally someone who walks their talk when you're teaching something, you're doing it with them. Um, but has, has that been a journey for you? Like, what was it like before and how is it like being in that balanced state now? So like, I've had a number, I've actually had to relearn how to walk three times in my life. And wow. like, one of the worst is when I, I actually snapped my Achilles tendon. I was playing basketball in Tokyo, Japan. You know, I, I actually dunked. It was a really fun dunk. I jumped, I jumped in the air, super high, came down, pop, snapped my Achilles tendon. It was, it was honestly the most terrifying experience in my life because I knew exactly what I had done because I, I got my degree in kinesiology. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm so screwed right now. Um, and I was in the outskirts of Tokyo. And when going through that, like coming back and healing from that, I went through the terror of like, I was, I was just a year and a half into running my own gym and uh, just like, I was stuck in bed for months and I was really crippled mentally. I was really crippled physically. Like, like I don't like taking drugs, but I was in a lot of pain. So I was on pills for a couple of weeks. And that's where I feel like I really grew spiritually because I was like just literally staring at the clock. Like what else am I going to do? So I started actually working on breath work. And that was a huge shift for me because I really feel like you can't be a great coach until you've gone through some, some, some sort of trauma or some kind of experience like that. And, uh, going through that made me realize the power of our breath to keep yourself calm because I thought I was going to go crazy sitting in bed. You can imagine sitting in bed for that many hours. But I used that story and I, I started studying a tremendous amount of books, like studying Eastern philosophy, like the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads, um, <clears throat> studying books on alchemy and whatnot. And a big, a big one was uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. That was huge too. He was understanding too. brain waves. Oh, totally. Like I know so many coaches who are loving his stuff, but like, that was where like, well, like I, I, like a lot of the stuff that he teaches, like I learned it through my own experience, but I didn't know how to explain it. And he explains it so beautifully. And that's what's unique about it. Because like I'm realizing that the stuff I talked about before is that, uh, you know, people get stuck in fight or flight mode in their brains. And so I realized in my own, my own growth, right? I mean, a few years later, after I snapped my Achilles tendon, I felt like I was too much in my masculine energy. I was like trying, I'd only had one gym. I was like, I gotta build a second gym. Like people are getting injured at all these other gyms. I made up all the stories in my head or whatever. But it wasn't until I started to really calm down. I just really like got into meditation and breath work. And like I said, I started dabbling in it a little bit when I had my injury, but then I was like, all right, I'm gonna go deeper into this, doing meditation work. 
I calmed myself way down. One of my clients came to me and she's actually uh, the owner of this huge electric company that actually works with Google and Facebook called WB Electric. She was like, would you like to help me build a gym at my facility? And I was like, wow, that was so much easier because I really feel deeply that it was a shift in my brainwaves. There's a shift in my way of being and that's what attracted because I was like trying so hard. I feel like I was way too much in my masculinity. I think it happens a lot in society today. Even with women, they're too much in their masculinity. And being able to calm myself down and just let the universe kind of conspire to what I'd already created, then I was able to receive. And I think a lot of people need to hear that and live that message. You yeah, I, mean? I really just want to highlight what you just said because it's hugely pivotal, pivotal and contradictory to what everyone else on earth, for the most part, thinks and knows and believes. And has proof of in their lives is that you don't always have to go out and hustle to get a new client or to receive an opportunity that could be huge for you. Sometimes aligning your state of being, getting into a place of resonance, focusing on your own like frequency and intentions can magnetize things to you effortlessly. You didn't have to go and seek that out. That came to you because like you said, you shifted a frequency in your brain. You got to a place of resonant alignment and that was being not doing. So I think I I just love that. That's such a huge piece of evidence for you. I have evidence of that in my own life. Joe Dispenza's books are full of evidence of that, that being is as valuable as doing, if not more important and more vital to the growth of anything, any project, any person, any any movement is just as vital to align the beings aspects of it as the doing. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to um, the fact that we're so hyper stimulated today that like, like for me personally, making this shift from just being a fitness coach to being a wellness coach is I really believe there's tremendous value in learning some form of breath work. You know, even if you're religious, if you want to pray, that's fine. If you like, or, or if you want to just, or if you want to meditate, or if you want to just call it breath work, that's what I call for people who are uncomfortable with other terms. But the key is, like we're talking about, calming down your brains. If you're constantly stimulating the, the left side of your brain and your beta brain waves, how can you make logical decisions? And how can you create a new reality for yourself? That's a big thing Joe Dispenza talks about, too, is when you actually calm your brain down, then you can actually activate different parts of your brain. You can actually rewire the neurons of your brain. And that's what's been huge for me. It's like I want to teach as many people how to do that because I feel like I've done that a few times in my life. And now I'm beginning to actually tweak it and actually master teaching it to people. And it's, it's ridiculous because you don't have to exercise as hard. You don't have to, uh, it's easier to fall asleep because you're more in tune with your body. It's mm-hmm. easier to eat healthy because you love your body more. You know what I mean? I mean, a big part of like anxiety and depression these days is people not in, are not in touch with their inner self. They're, they're like in this illusionary state of lack of self-knowledge or gnosis in Greek. And to touch back on what you mentioned before about like vibration stuff, um, have you heard of the uh, seven universal laws or seven hermetic principles? Yeah, you told me about yeah. that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to touch on that. Like, um, I actually talk about that in my program as well. It's like, so there's the law of mentalism, the law of correspondence, the law of vibration, the law of polarity, the law of um, r- rhythm, the law of cause and effect, and the law of gender. And so I actually had that written on my wall for years because everything is mental. There's as above, so below correspondence, right? There's a vibration, just like we talked about right? Mm-hmm. To everything. There's a polarity. There's two sides to everything. There's a rhythm with your heartbeat. There's a rhythm to anything that you create. There's cause and effect. As you learn to master the principles, you become more of a cause and things don't affect you so much because you're more in tune with yourself. And there's a law of gender because there's a masculine and feminine side to everything. And as I mentioned, I was too much in my masculinity and learning how to use those principles 
helped me to get out of my own way because I really was in my own way. And a lot of people, because of the way your brain is operating, and some of it is just your internal critic. Talk about like shadow work. You have this internal voice that's telling you're not good enough, telling you that you're a victim, telling you that you're not worthy of the wealth and success that you deserve. And so having those conversations that people to get that, get that out makes things a lot easier for people to, like I said, start to attract what they deserve because they're in, the, they're in their family. Yeah. And not to like blame people or put them in, you know, some other version of victimhood, but to start recognizing that you are the creator of your reality and not the subject of it, not an innocent bystander, but that you actually have a dynamic capacity and a potency and a capability and an opportunity to go and change things in your life and be the one creating what occurs and being, like you said, the cause rather than at the effect of things. And Mm -hmm. that in itself is something I wish more people would just try on for a little while because then it's almost like it's your freaking duty to get that shit in order so that you can be who you're supposed to be on this planet. You didn't come here for no reason in my interesting point of view. You came here for a purpose And if that purpose isn't being fulfilled or if your, you know, negative mindset is beating you up so much you can't move forward, then who's going to change that if not you? I actually love that therapy and coaching is so like popular and prevalent right now because people are looking at who am I being? What do I desire? How do I create more of that in my reality? And then people like you and Sometimes people like me are saying, hey, there's another way. It might be easier if you actually just get inside your own head first. I mean, they're all probably guiding them to some version of that. But that blank space, that non-stimulated zone, whether it's five minutes or it's an hour, whether it's once a day, three times a day, whatever it takes to get you into that blank zone where you get to start paying attention to what's going on inside of you, paying attention to what your body actually feels like and is trying to communicate with you. And then, you know, inputting whatever you want to input, whether that's an audio track you're listening to or a mantra you're taking on to start rewiring how you operate, that is not as hard as it sounds. It's really just about practice and ritual. So how much time a day do you spend? I mean, your life is really about this, but how much time a day do you spend on just your inner world, inner game stuff? So like... Today, I meditated for about 45 minutes. I, I, I have Monday off. I work Saturday, so I take Monday off. Um, so I meditate for about 45 minutes. And so I do different types of meditations because, like, I want to be able to teach different types of meditations. So I have, like, a 50-breath meditation that I do to get myself an alpha brainwave state. And I do, like, different mantras, like, to just to attract what I want to uh, create in my life. And then I have another one where I like a lot of mornings I'll just wake up and I'll lay in bed and I'll think about all the things that I'm just grateful for. Do like a simple gratitude meditation. Um, I have one where I actually call it a fight or flight mode meditation where you actually exhale all your air out. If you're really, really like hyper beta brainwaves, fight or flight mode, there's this uh, breath that I do to cal- really calm myself down. But um, and I, and I teach a couple of others too, but I'm, I'm constantly practicing them myself. But when I teach them, I'm going to be better at teaching them. But the key point that you kind of touched on too is that it's really about reprogramming the subconscious mind because you can create the reality that you want. The only party that doesn't think that you can, that's just an old story. Like in, in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, to talk about, this is, like, I, this is another thing that I teach in my program because I've realized it's so simple. People are using an old map to create their reality. And so they're wondering why they keep getting the same result. It's because on the subconscious level, you're still using an old map. And it's not necessarily a bad or a good thing, but you're addicted 
in that subconscious world to that map. And what you could what you could do is, and that's what any coach does. You do this, I do this. When you work with people, you have to be really aware, conscious of what's happening, happening now, and accepting what's happening now. And then they can start changing and adapting to that territory that's right in front of them. But it's the but it's part of it is being compassionate as a coach because a lot of people are addicted to that old map. You know what I mean? Right. And so and being, able, almost, being able to honor that and then move to something else. Yeah, it's almost like the same map has a fold you didn't realize could unfold. So you could go from the old place to the new place, but you don't even know mm-hmm. that piece of Pleasantville is there until you unfold that map. And sometimes you don't know you didn't unfold the map yet until somebody brings that to your awareness and helps you do it. Yes. Well, that's the value of having a coach. I mean, like a lot of times people like they'll have the great intentions. It's like they'll buy a treadmill and it'll sit in their house and never use it. Like they'll have the intention, but they don't maintain the discipline and accountability because it's like you could have all the best intentions, but it's about your discipline and accountability. Like my father always told me, it's like uh, proper preparation prevents poor performance. And so you have to be prepared ahead of time and then you're going to be more successful. So it's like you book out time in your day for doing some meditation work, for calming your brainwaves down. If you don't, you're always in those alpha beta or there's alpha I mean, beta brainwaves and you can't calm yourself down. And you don't sleep as good. It's, it's a lot simpler than people think, but it's part of it's also people's ego. They're addicted to like the way their parents kind of program them. They're, excuse me, conditioning from growing up. And so being able to recognize that and like that's where the meditation is so powerful because as you calm your brainwaves down, you start to recognize those voices that pop up and tell you you're not good enough, tell you, Go eat a bag of Cheetos. Go go sabotage yourself, and you can catch that voice. You're like, whoa, what was that? And and that's when you've been able to slow yourself down enough. You start being able. I tell people it's like a boat trying to get to a goal, and the, the current's going against you. And then as you learn to kind of see things popping up from that current, you can shift the current, and the current will take you there with less effort. Oh, I love that metaphor. That's a good one. So cool. So yeah, there's there's a map. It's helpful to have support in uh, either getting to a new map or unfolding the map so you realize what else is out there. Um, and it's, it's possible to schedule yourself into that meditation, schedule yourself to get to the gym and actually follow through with it. But it's obviously so much more hugely valuable when someone is holding you accountable challenging you with things you might not push yourself to do in the first place and giving you resources and ideas and inspiration that you may not have come to on your own or had the desire or the inclination to actually go and explore. Um, was there someone in your life like that? I mean, you're very self-motivated, but was there a coach or a resource that you tapped into in your life? So um, over my years of being running my own gym, I actually met NLP coaches. I met coaches who taught shadow work and they came to me for fitness training and they told me, or they started uh, piquing my interest in understanding where that's where, like I said, I'm, I'm making the shift to like, I could teach you the best fitness program, but like, if we sit down and we just talk about your barriers subconsciously, your limiting belief, that internal critic, we can get it, that stuff out of your way. I and mean, it's not going to happen like in one meeting, but you have a few sessions, you start talking about it, you start having like a journal where you can write down some of the stuff that's coming up for you. And that can make a huge shift for yourself. The other thing too um, was uh just like learning from my father. My father taught me a lot of really powerful, just mental stuff. Like he always would have like a whiteboard. Like I, like I'm in my room, my room, I got my, my whiteboards up. I got all my goals. So like always finding little ways of like, kind of like mind hacks. Like one of the things that I teach in my, in my program is that you do it's an NLP technique where if you, or it's actually Zen technique, if you go way back 
where you have this image in your mind. We all have stuff that happens, traumatic experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I remember when I was a kid, I got made fun of for my, the way I danced. And I was traumatized for like years. I didn't dance until like midway through high school. I was looking at these other people dancing like, man, I could just dance better than them. I started dancing. So it was like, <laughs> but it was all in my head. I had, I had a, like a you limiting belief a that yeah. was just, I made up a story, right? But, that's, but people have a lot of that and it limits them in lots of ways in their lives. But what I, what I teach is, like I said, it's a Zen technique, is that it's like something will trigger you. And when that image pops up, you imagine like an imaginary hand coming in, like to, to that picture, crumpling it up and throwing it over your shoulder. And so then it happens, the image pops up again. You imagine that hand coming, crumpling it up, popping it over your shoulder. And it's the same as like building a muscle. You need to do it continuously. But eventually, you teach your mind to rewire. So when stuff pops up, that's like a, an image in your mind that triggers you to go do self-sabotaging things. You just boom, you pop and it's gone. So that's something that you, like I said, you can rewire the framework because the subconscious mind only works on images. I'm going to say that again. The subconscious mind only works on images. So in, in, in like shadow work, they say there's hidden forces that are guiding your life. And as you begin to recognize those hidden forces, then you can make those shifts. Then there's cheats like that image of like grabbing that picture and throwing it over your shoulder because then you, you quickly shift yourself and, and, and not sabotage yourself and stay on track to where you really want to become. Yeah. I like that you said it's a repetitive thing that you have to keep doing too. For anybody who's not like familiar with neuroscience or how, how that stuff works. Yeah. Neuro, yeah. Well, not just neurolinguistic programming, but neuroscience in general, that there are pathways that your brain gets trained to go down. And it's sort of like if you're walking up a hill and there's already a path on that hill, your brain and your uh, reactivity, your reactions are programmed from a young age to behave in a certain way and you stay on that pathway until you start bushwhacking your own path up the hill a different way. So if you don't, you know, keep taking steps forward and using that machete or whatever you're bushwhacking with to forge that new pathway of I'm not going to react that way when that thing happens in my life or I'm not going to get heated and upset when I hit traffic on the way to work every single day you start creating a new pathway up that hill. And that means that now your brain could still go the old way, it could still react and activate the way that it's been trained for 10, 30, 50 years, 70 years, however old you are, to go that way. If you're consciously making that practice of crumpling up that image and throwing it over your shoulder and choosing a new way, then you're creating options for your brain to have these like array of skills that you can go up that hill in a different direction now when the same trigger shows up. Um, and that's something you have to sort of keep at and people say it's hard and it's really not hard. It's pretty basic, but it takes consistency. It takes like consistently showing up and noticing and paying attention. Oh, that's where I'm going. Oh, that's what I'm thinking right now. Oh, that would normally really piss me off. And what do I want to choose in this moment? Do I want to have that reaction or do I want to show up with love or compassion or contribution or communication? Do I want to behave in a different way than I normally would? And continuing to be in that questioning and that process allows you to forge that new path in your brain, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very true. So how do um, people find out more about you? I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this like, well, I want to know more about what Odie knows. So um, so you can get a hold of me at Odie's Gym, O-D-Y-S-G-Y-M at gmail.com. Or you can look me up on social media at uh, uh, Wellness Coach 21 Instagram, or uh, just look me up at Odysseus Andrianos on Facebook. I'm still working on setting up my, uh, my landing page right now, but I'm beta yeah. testing my program. If anyone's interested in learning more, please hit me up. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, Odysseus is spelled like the, you know, myth, the man, the myth, the legend. He is just as legendary. Yeah. I've met him in person. He's an inspiration. Um, but yeah, we'll put those links in the description of this podcast episode, as well as a description on YouTube, if you're watching us there and stay in tune with this guy. We didn't touch on it too much because this is a short podcast episode, but he also hosts some awesome discussions and events in Novato, California, where he lives and he's doing speaking gigs and, um, keynotes and things like that all over the place. So follow this man. He's got a lot of mad wisdom to share and has done so much research and gaining of knowledge to be able to broadcast, um, with like a potent message. So thanks for all the work that you've done on yourself, Odie, to showcase what's possible when we actually balance those elements of our life. And thank you for making it your life's work to guide others to that place for themselves. Because if everybody chose that, what more would be possible, you know? Yes, that's true. And thank you very much. I really appreciate everything that you do too. And I'm, I love this podcast. I'll make sure to tune in some more in the future. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Y'all don't forget to click subscribe or like or comment. We appreciate you giving us your attention for the last half hour. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Tactical Magic. To find out more, please visit our website, wildheartsriseup.com. Be sure to take a second and subscribe to the show and come back next week for another edition of Tactical Magic.